you know, like that debate where, uh, you know, people are like, your sci-fi thing versus um, like your Middle Earth or things like that. It's like, which side of the, of the aisle are you on? Like, those things are like, always uh, uh, fun to me. It's like, people with, like, your lightsabers versus people with axes. <laughs> but, I'm just like, you know, if there could be a whole channel of sci-fi, why can't we like more than one thing? Exactly, because I feel like the best representation of that was an episode of Phineas and Ferb where they go to a convention and you had people who like sci-fi things on one side and you had your action-adventure people on the other, so they were like, which one is better? <laughs> they ended up having like, like a fake like LARPing fight. <laughs> but the best part was Phineas's sister Candace dressed as Ducky Momo. <laughs> Cause she didn't. Yeah. She, she wanted the fame, like she wasn't a geek. Or it's like she's like, no, I'm not into it. But then she she got the Ducky Momo cosplay and walk. She walks down the middle of the fight, and they all stop looking at her like, what? <laughs> but the moral of the story was like, we can enjoy the same, you know, the same things together because we're all here. We're all nerds. We're geeks. That was fun. Right. But, but today, uh, we are talking about. The wonderful, I don't want to say debate, but the topic of Star Trek versus Star Wars, or Star Wars versus Star Trek, for those who want the things say it said the other way around. <laughs> but but um, welcome everyone to Blurt Lines Podcast. Uh, my name is Chancellor D. I'm joined by Karen Akiba. Welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I would say, you know, last year we got to hang out at, um, what was that, QuartCon? Yeah. Yes. That was fun. Had one of the best two-hour conversations I've ever had. I know, right? <laughs> like, like, it was such a fun time. Like, nerd life, it was so fun. It sure was. I loved it. But, it was so good. But, uh, I miss it. I, I do, too. I mean, you know, with you know the world we're in, it's like... Here, a lot of seeing a lot of posts. People are like, I, I miss you know conventions, and um, like I do too. You know, I was you know looking forward to uh, potentially going to BlurCon this year, maybe. And I was like, you know, it will be next year, hopefully. You know, I'm not sure. I don't think they, I don't think they've canceled that yet. But you know, we're in May now. That's in two months, so I don't know. But yeah, but like just save all your con money this year for dope con season next year. This is true. I, I think before we <laughs> go that, I just need the world to get better and we all are better at the other end of you know, what's going on and stuff. And yes, people be safe. Yes, but yeah. I know we've known each other for a while, so you know, we like both have like our shared interest of like sci fi things. So but before we get into like all all of that, can you not tell people like who is Kira Nakiba? Like, uh, 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 this is like who who are you? As people say, ooh, okay, I am a well. The technical spiel that I give people is that I am a seamstress and a graphic designer, um, and I I make and design costumes uh, for cosplayers. 
that's from all over the United States, as well as uh, I make logos and stuff like that, and I draw and I do commissions. Who am I as a person? Is just I'm just a half Jamaican lazy bone that likes to chill at home and play sim. Sims are life, as they say. Right, exactly. And yeah. Like I curl up with my cat, and I watch and read a lot of sci-fi and a lot of manga and comic books, and I just, I really like to indulge in the nerdy side of media, uh, but that's just me, makeup, up, hat, video games, and just kind of trying to live my best life during these hard times. I got you, we do what we gotta do, and you know, take it one day at a time, as I, as I keep saying. You know, but like, how long have you been like into like nerdy or arts and arts crafting and doing everything that that you're doing? How long have you been doing these things? Oh, okay. So full time, I've been doing it for about two years. Uh, Full time, Uh, two almost three years. Whereas I was always doing it kind of like part time for about four or five. Um, because during that time I was still doing like a full-time job and doing all this other stuff. And I didn't believe that I had the stuff to make this a permanent thing for me. Um, it was something that I could enjoy on the side. It couldn't actually be like a permanent source of income, but it actually, I took the leap of faith and it actually worked. Okay. Yeah. And and before we you know, move on to our topic ahead, you know, for those who are interested, like you know, what like, in following your work in um in commissions, like where can they find you online? Oh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, um, and uh, if you want to hear my random rambling, Twitter at Kuranaikiba five nine zero. But Instagram and Facebook are both Kuranaikiba, or you could just find my website at kuranaikiba.com and then that could take you anywhere. Okay. And now what's the origins of your name? If you don't mind me asking. Of course. Okay, so this is a fun one because a lot of people think it's from Naruto, but it's actually not. It is from Samurai Champloo. Episode 5, there's a woman that walks in and talks to Mugen and she looks like the baddest chick I've ever seen. She was so awesome. And she went by Brutal Kiva, which, of course, now, type of martial arts. I'm most like, I'm too chunky. I don't really do martial arts like that. But I definitely wanted to at least keep the surname. So instead of Brutal, I use Kurenai, which is my favorite color. Okay. I like that. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Exciting. Okay. Now, usually, I always ask at the end, like you know, what's the social media? So I was like, no, like I want, you know, it's like people wonder, like, where can we find her commissions and get in touch with her? Like, you know, like, hey. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm an open book. It's like you just gotta search for me. You'll find me. I'll answer. I'll always answer. <laughs> okay. So I know today, you know, we're talking like, about like, you know, Star Star Trek, Star Wars. So uh, before we kind of go like down, like. 
the rabbit hole, if you will, onto those. Like, when did you get into, or how long have you been into like those like genres, like like sci-fi, space operas, and stuff? Oh, so in my household, growing up, everyone has their own type of fandom, or it's something that you know, like being nerdy was a natural thing in my household. Um, my dad's thing is Western and comic books. My brother's was comic books and anime. My mom's has always been sci-fi uh, to the point where that, those were our bedtime stories, if it was her turn to put us to bed. Uh, and then with dad, it was Louis Lamore books because uh, those were the Westerns that he's really into. Uh, one of my sisters is sci-fi and my other sister is like high fashion. So we all had our own little niche and as the youngest uh, in a family of six, then like I got a little bit of everything. So it's like I wake up early on Saturday mornings with my brother and watch anime and I watch cartoons. After that, there's a special on the public shows for the different westerns that would come on I'd stay with my dad for that mom would read Stephen King to me <laughs> like uh, from time to time before I went to bed or I'd sit and I'd, uh, I'd chill with mom and my oldest sister watching the sci-fi channel when it was still like a fresh thing when there was like Alien Nation Twilight Zone all that kind of cool stuff uh, to uh, watching those fashion shows, like uh, what not to wear and all the kind of stuff with my other sisters. So it was really like a hodgepodge of what everyone liked was what I was really into. So it's always been, I learned to read with Batman comics. Like it's always been a thing in my life. <laughs> it's not to get too ahead of myself, it kind of sounds like a board collective almost. <laughs> Frankly, yeah, it's like it's like like you, exactly. you, like you all come together to to make your unit whole and greater with your numbers, and it's like everyone has their specialties. So like my brain, my brain instantly said board collective. <laughs> yeah, but no, that, but, but that that well, that's good. Like, and especially when you said like like sci-fi, especially when it first started, when it was called sci-fi as in S-C-I-F-I, -I, -I as it is now, S-Y-F-I. S-Y-F-Y, which I'm like, come on, man. It's, it's, I understand because for a while you put the wrestling on there and other things that are technically not science fiction, but come on. Yeah, and now wrestling is on USA and Fox. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. at, at least WWE, AEW is on TNT. But that's a yeah. conversation we can have for another day. <laughs> on, on <this> day. <laughs> but, but, I mean, shoot, Stargate SG-1, you know, um, all Stargate Atlantis, SGU, you know, Stargate Universe, which unfortunately had two seasons, but yeah. yeah. Warehouse 13, all, all these other fun, Eureka, great, all great shows. Oh, man. Great overall show from start to finish. Well planned. Wonderful. Yes. I mean, I mean, which was, speaking of sci-fi, which was like one of your favorite shows that, that they did on their network? Oh. I would have to say, let's see. 
That's a good question. I would burn through so many hours. <laughs> Probably be uh, Caprica. Ooh, good choice. Very smart. It was like it was very smart, very well done. I personally really enjoyed just how deep in the lore they went to uh, express it into a series. I just thought that was so great. And I was like, because we're I was used to spinoffs where it was like, okay, maybe we'll like grab a little bit of the original series, maybe not. But with that one, it's like they really truly expanded the world uh, and like went deeper into what it meant to be a part of it. I thought that was so nice, so nice. I was like, which is probably why I enjoyed Torchwood so much compared to Doctor Who as well. I love them both and the Sarah Jane uh, yes. show as well. Where it's just like it's not just like I'm taking a piece of it and running with it. I'm taking this world and expanding this world and giving you more of a more well-rounded experience. I guess. And I love that. Yeah, like Caprica yeah. and, and Torchwood. Like, I like how they both exist on their own, even though Caprica is considered a prequel to the more recent Bells yes. by Galactica as compared yeah. to the original. Mm-hmm. Also very good. Yeah. Yes. It's like, like, I know what that they had, um, like, good callbacks to the original series, like, especially with some of the names yeah. and, and not just saying, here are the Cylons. But, yeah, right. But, but Caprica, if I'm not mistaken, it was like they made the first Cylon. Is that right? Because mm-hmm. then what? And then you watch the evolution of how they, like, started taking you know, Oh, right. cool. Because so, you got to see, you got to see as they call it the skin jobs, like you know, yeah, and exactly. and everything for fact's sake, you know, all that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, right, but, exactly. But but, exactly. Uh, but all that to say, you know, about you know different cereals and you know, like you don't hear people saying cereals that much anymore, but like uh, yeah, di- different series and and shows and movies. Yeah, we're looking today, you know, kind of like a little specifically at the franchises of Star Trek and Star Wars, where um, just a little history lesson. Um, Star Trek's first episode of the original series was called The Man Trap, which aired on NBC on September 8th, 1966. And the first Star Wars movie, which was just called Star Wars, aired, or I mean, was released May 25th, 1977, and then dubbed A New Hope later on. Uh-huh. And I'm going to just you know, double check on the whole NBC thing for the first episode because I know CBS owns Star Trek, but I'm just double checking. <laughs> but yeah. but to have you know, both these franchises, you know, Star, Star Trek has been around for over 50 years now. Star Wars is, uh-huh. is close to 50. Um. Uh, where do you see like yourself like like on the you know if you had to say a pick a side like do you like them both equally or kind of go one favor one more than the other like where are you on, on that? So I love them both. I do, and I enjoy both immensely. But I will say I have 
I'm leaning more towards Star Trek than I am Rumble. Okay. Yeah. I, I was just like, and it's one of those where I do enjoy both. Whenever there's a Star Trek or a Star Wars movie, I pre-buy my tickets like any other sci-fi junkie, and I try and watch opening because I always really enjoy a solid sci-fi movie. Uh, I bought CBS All Access simply because of uh, Discovery and Picard. And then I found out there are other stuff on there, too, that I enjoy. But but all I needed was those series. I was like, cool, sold. No. Uh, yeah. I bought Netflix because I knew that Deep Space Nine was on it. <laughs> and uh, all the time, great, which probably my favorite Star Trek is Deep Space Nine. But, uh, yeah, as I, I would have to say I'm leaning more towards uh, Star Trek. I mean... In our house, Jordy took us on space adventures during the weekend, and then he would read to us during the week with Reading Rainbow. So, like, it was just, it's always been a solid part of my life when it comes to Star Trek. Okay. Yeah, and I did confirm, yes, it was NBC. Like, CBS mm-hmm. came around later. I, I was just checking. Like, I, I checked earlier before we recorded, we even start recording, but I was like, I'm going to check again to make sure I'm right. Oh, yeah. You never know. Once it's on the internet, that's out there. So it's yeah, good to double like, check. Like, how dare they not know? But, yeah, no, but no. Uh, I, actually, I, I, I get it. Yeah, you're right. You know, um, uh, Lieutenant Commander Jordy LaForge, we, you know, took us, you know, adventures in space, and then it's like, hey, you know, we're going to read to the kids and read the rainbow. Like, you know, that. I agree with you on that. You know that that was really good. You know to kind of see. You know that I think you know that would teach children specifically that this is not just somebody playing a character, or that's just not a character. This is like a person. Yeah, exactly. Though it's, it's. I mean, I mean, take, it resonated heavily with my sisters because both my sisters were glass. Gotcha. So it was really nice to see somebody that was just like, you know, even though there is something that's not of the ordinary with me. And I have this sort of apparatus to help me function in a standard setting, you know, that doesn't hinder me at all. Exactly. Was- because if you think about it, even with your Jordy's character, like, you didn't really see that many characters that were blind on TV or, or had some type of, um, I forget the technical term, but you know what I'm trying to say. That, you know, they had some, um, like, I know what I'm trying to say, but I can't think of the right word, but, you know, he he was blind. So, like, you didn't see many characters that, you know, that, you know, had different um, th- things like that going on. It was always like... Yeah. They don't wear glasses or they had contacts or they, you know, but, you know, in that case, you're in the future. You're, you know, it's like they can fix that. Yeah. So, or, <laughs> but, but, you know, what they did, you know, they gave him the visor and, um, you know, how he could see, like, see things with the visor. It's like, that was a good, you know, it's like, you know, the advances of, of technology. Yeah. Where we can get to that point where we can help people out, out like that. It's going to take time, exactly. but we, we'll get there. Yeah. And 
know there are a lot of people that um, they wish for, like, I've noticed that when it comes to um, some complaints that I've heard when it comes to Star Wars, is that they're just like, well, why don't they have this fixed yet? Or why don't they have that fixed? Or, you know, this is something that's like, you have to remember, it always starts with long, long ago in a galaxy far. They have some technical advantages, like they have the spaceship that but you also have to remember that this isn't the present or the future so sometimes the technology doesn't match that right and there are still some things where you kind of have to finagle away or kind of like take a piece of technology that we have now and devolve it when it comes to the star wars theory and that's something I've always appreciated because Star Wars always really reminded me of like space work and the really awesome feel of these uh, these battles in space dealing with these really wonderful like undertones of the Wild West and just having that whole gritty feel of it um, where, yeah, some have guns, some have swords made out of light, you know, little things like that, but it's still kind of rather reminiscent that whereas with star trek it's just it's always the journey what are we going to do like how do we become diplomats who do we discover what do we find you know it's like what can we do to better ourselves as people yeah like uh and the technology has to advance that ideal as well so very radically on the opposite sides of the spectrum, which is why I could always see people liking one or the other, as opposed to liking both. Exactly, and then like, if you're like you know like some of us that like both, it's like, but you gotta take a side. I was like, I don't take a side. I like them both. Really. Take a side. <laughs> right. It just means that I can enjoy. I can enjoy both. And throw in a series like V and stuff like that in there too. Like you don't have to necessarily pick one or the other. Now you just mentioned you mentioned V question. Original V or remake V? Original only because the remake pissed me off so much because it got cancelled right when they were about to invade. And I was so mad because that was all I was waiting for. I know, same here. Like I was waiting for that invasion to take place, like especially the ending of the uh season where like you found out that uh your like main character's like her boss was you know, like they he knew. But, <laughs> like the fact that he was part of the resistance and he treated her like crap because he was like he was just doing his job, but he he knew what was going on and I was like, This is so great and he was cancelled. Yeah, and, right? And, oh, they're doing so well with it. I was like, one of them, they found out that they could procreate with humans, and he was like, whoa, <laughs> this wasn't supposed to happen. I was like, ah. I mean, also, the fact that, that the show, they, they killed off uh, Anna's mother, who was in the original. Yeah. I was like, why, yeah. why did y'all do that? <laughs> like, like, right. like, you don't kill off Diana? <laughs> She's no, and then they killed Morris Chestnut's character too, and I was just like, okay, I just 
Right. And it's like, are you running out of money? Is that it? Like, I don't know. You can't afford them anymore? Is that it? I don't don't know. I think it might be a thing of people don't like certain shows when it hits too close to home. Yeah. that. I mean, that's how Alienation got canceled. So, I get that. Oh, oh, that was like too close to home for people? When, uh, yeah, because it was back in the day. The last episode I ever saw was they were they stumbled onto a gay couple, and one of the it was an alien and a black guy, and they were a couple. And I knew people were just they were too through with that back then. <laughs> they were like that that's too much. I was like, okay, okay, okay. And this was like not the aliens invading Earth. But the gay cup—that's oh, where you draw the line. Okay. And this Got was it. like nineties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like early nineties, and there, yeah, okay. and it was revolutionary back then. But then, yeah. I mean, that's normally what sci-fi does. Yeah, it, it so puts, many times it, with sci-fi, they just let's see if we could test the water. Let's I mean, delve a little deeper. Let's go past that line of what normal society thinks is okay. Right. I mean, shoot, your first interracial kiss on TV was William Shatner in the show Nicholas. Uh-huh. Even and even that was one of those where they're just like, well, you'll have to record one with with the kiss and then one without the kiss. Uh, and that was after trying to convince them. It was like, oh, no, we can't have an interracial kiss on TV. What will people think? It's like, okay, well, we'll do two versions. And see which one that you'll like best. So they kept doing the recordings of the kiss over and over and over again. And then they only had room for one more shot. And it was the hug instead of the kiss. So when they hugged, Will Shatner crossed his eyes. So they're like, well, now you only have the option of either the kiss or me with my eyes crossed. Choice is up to you (laughs) for this week's show. Did he do that on purpose? Yes, he did. He crossed his eyes on purpose so they couldn't get it. It was like, so it's up to you whether you want to choose my eyes crossed or the actual kiss. (laughs) You know, I've never heard that that part of the story. Yeah, right? Isn't it crazy? (laughs) Wow. I know. It was like, Star Trek was always so wonderfully revolutionary. Right. And it's uh, and that's the heartbeat of it, right? You know, like Star Trek was always the one that's like, let's go beyond what society is now. That's what Gene Roddenberry was thinking when he was like, no, it's going to be a truly equal society where black women are standing alongside uh, white men, standing alongside Asian men, and like doing a job working together as a team and no one is above or below because of their gender or their race. They just are. Uh, Whether they're aliens, whether they're human, it's all one team working together to journey throughout space and discover new worlds. Exactly. And like, like you had the notion that they work for equal gain. That you know, yeah. like, like I believe it's in uh, 
I believe there's a episode of Next Generation when uh, they find some people who were um, like frozen from like the 1920s or something, and they're, <laughs> and they're like this guy he gets injured and he's just like oh I'm gonna die okay he's like you know you know farewell but then they're able to heal him in seconds in in, in sick bay. Or it's like the fact that they start talking about about money, and they're like, "How much does this cost?" And Picard just says, "Like, you know, we 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 did away with money a long time ago. I mean, we work for equal gain. There's no money." And yeah, and like and that person, like he's just like, "No money." Like, what do you mean, no money? <laughs> like, like you know, that's what we need. And I was like, "Like, yeah." I mean, I, I, mean, I mean, that's the society that we live in, but. We would do, yeah. we would do so much better with working for equal gain. Mm-hmm. You're right. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, looking at what's going on right now in the world, it's like, oh, you can't have coverage, or you can't get this. You can't be seen by a doctor. Do you have health insurance? Yeah. No. Well, I so did they say that that vaccine or. Uh, Whatever medicine this person needs, does it actually require money, or is it because we say it requires money? Right, and even then, like there are so many people who are afraid to even get tested simply because the test here is so expensive. Right, so it's like, why are we? Yeah. I mean, you know that own notion: money does not grow on trees. Where did this idea of money come from? Yeah, I mean. That, that, that's a side conversation for another day in my list of conspiracy yeah. theories and things like that. But, but going back around to what we were you know, talking about, it's like, you know, Star Trek, you know, I agree, you know, does do a lot of good for, you know, pushing the envelope of, like, I mean, shoot, our mobile phones. I mean, there are many computers in our pockets. I mean, you have, you know, Star Trek tricorders. You know, it's like, you know, yeah. it's like, Okay, many many medical device or a scientific tool to, to measure things, and it's like okay, mm-hmm. or um, you know, you had like remember when Google Google Glass came out? Remember that? <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, it's like you know, that happened. Um, you had the comparison shots of like this looks like this from Star Trek, or. You, mm-hmm. you know, like like your your tablets. It's like this, like this from Star yeah, Trek. When they were right on the pad, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like Star Trek. Star Trek did that. Yeah. Star Trek did that. So now I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. so eventually we're gonna have warp drive, right? Eventually. I'm wait. Well, <laughs> according to our timeline, in 2065. We're supposed to have our first warp test flight, and we beat the Vulcans. So, I mean, I mean first contact happens on April fifth, twenty sixty-five. We got some time. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that just goes to something I enjoy. You know, like when you know, like when like nerd dates pop up in real life. When it says like yes. like you know twenty nine in November twenty nineteen was when Blade Runner the first Blade Runner took place. So yeah, <laughs> so it's like here we are. We should be dressing like this now right. with like like the cyberpunk goggles and fashion, but we're not. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
like uh, the Jetsons, weren't they 2002 or something like that? I'm going to check on that. I'm going to check. Because, like, yeah. you know, I have a theory about the Jetsons. And, and then, then we're going to take a, a quick break after that. But, like, I have a theory that the Jetsons, you know, if you notice, they always live in the sky. They were never on the yeah. ground. The only time we saw them on the ground, as far as I know, is in the Jetsons Flintstones crossover movie. Yeah. Uh, I feel like what happened was the Earth had some climate control issue and we had to live in the sky. Yeah, I agree. Cause I agree. Food for thought. But with that one, we will take a quick break and we'll be right back. What's good, Internet? This is Kevin Akiva, and you are listening to the Blurred Lines Podcast. And welcome back to the show. This is Kevin Akiva, and I am here with Chancellor D. And we are discussing our debate, which so far has been hugely one-sided, Star Trek versus Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars versus Star Trek, whichever one's your preference. Mm-hmm. So, and as we left, we went ahead and we were heavily debating, or we were heavily discussing Star Trek. And now I feel we have to shift gears just to give the other challenger some, uh, I guess you would say, some pointers or like some pros and to this fight. I don't know. How would you put it? Yeah, I would say, you know, give them, you know, their due, you know, you know, give them their, yeah. their, their shot. But before we go into that, you know, we left off with a question about the Jetsons. So I yeah. did, did look it up. The Jetsons take place in the year 2062. And this comes from the uh, MeTV website, which um, which says that it takes place in the year 2062. The cartoon itself never states the specific year, though. Characters often refer to living in the 21st century. However, promotional materials and articles at the time explain that the Jetsons were living exactly 100 years into the future. So, mm-hmm. so okay. we got some years to we have some years to go for that. But um we'll have our flying cars soon. And I hope that when we have our flying cars, people do not say, I know my car. I'm good. And it's and it's, and it's sitting on E. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be the last that's gonna be like the one time we're like, we're in the sky. Uh <laughs> no. <laughs> just like length the whip anymore. Like this is we're adding a third dimension to this, and I'm gonna need you to focus up. Yes. <laughs> and you know how they say, you know, when you gotta like turn your music down in the park, I'm gonna need you to like turn your holographic uh, projection of like a movie off as you're as you're flying, and like <laughs> and like roll down that space window, or have your bubble open so you the air won't suck in, and you can kind of like. <laughs> Look behind you to make sure that you're not parking in some cloud. Right. In any, Star Wars. So, yeah. um, so we know the first movie came out 1977, and that was Star Wars. Then the follow-up was uh, Empire Strikes Back in 1980. 
And then our last installment of the original trilogy was The Return of the Jedi in 1983, which the original name for the movie was going to be Revenge of the Jedi, but you know, there's, there are posters out there we can find for that, but uh, Return of the Jedi. And then we jumped to 1999 with uh, The Phantom Menace, which is episode one, Attack of the Clones in 2002, and Revenge of the Sith in 2005. And fun fact, kids, you had Time Magazine posting in, uh, a whole magazine in 2005, the end of Star Wars. And it was like the last Star Wars. And I kept that magazine for like the longest time and got rid of it because <laughs> I had to get rid of stuff. <laughs> but but then, you know, we you know, we jumped to, you know, 2008 gave us the Clone Wars animated movie. Um then you had the Clone Wars anime series, which just ended this week, and uh, the Rebels, and then the new trilogy. Uh, you know, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and R- R- The Rise of Skywalker. And in, in between, you know, you've had you know Rogue One, the Han Solo movie, different TV shows, you know, different animated shows, the expand, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, the now considered Legends Universe. Um, because we you know with Disney control, but with that being said, you know different media, games, books, whatever, the same you know same for Star Trek. You know they have their own media as well as too. But Star Wars, you know, I think you could say you know this one has a lot. Like you know, it's like you know westerns. Like you know, you have you can see you have your western parts in it. You know, it's the we're gonna go on our adventure, or you also have the um part about like the samurai warrior you know fighting the you know like the um the black knight um you know like george lucas pulled from a lot of things that were in his childhood you know the the uh flash gordons like like the black and white flash gordons you know you know not because the you know because the original like uh live action movie was like the 1980s so um you know, yeah. you, know, you got your cereals. You know, he, he pulled from a lot of different things that you know he grew up with, and he he made you know a good movie. And you know, at the time when Star Wars came out, or right beforehand, you know, people weren't so sold on that. I mean, yeah. Star Trek had been around now for a few years, but mm-hmm. people weren't so sold on. Oh, you're gonna have this. You know, kids saving the princess, and he's gonna fight this this guy in space, and and then it turned out to be a success, and here we are, you know, years later with this giant franchise. But you know, I think looking at it, it's like if I have to look at Star Wars as a whole, you know, they do a lot of advancements, like you know, especially in film, you know, like on the um, Empire Strikes Back, the whole Battle of Hoth sequence. I believe they said in like cinema history, it's the first time you ever shot anything on white before. Yeah. And like that had never been done. And then, because yeah. like that whole sequence, like like the first time I saw Star Wars was in um, uh, 1997. I was about to say 1977. I was like, no, I wasn't born in that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> 1997, we had the, the, uh, the twentieth anniversary, and that—that's when they got the additional names. You know, Episode Four: A New Hope, 
and you know, and then they add the episode title. But watching that for the first time, like especially watching the opening crawl of Star Wars, and then you have Leia's Star Cruiser, I think it's like Tantive, Tantive 4, pretty sure I mispronounced it, being chased by a Vader Star Destroyer. And just that opening shot is like, it's a magical thing. Just, yeah. to, just to see that, like, like, what is this? I need to know everything about this. Why is this little ship being chased by this giant ship? What is going on? What's so important? And it's like, who are these droids? Why, you know, what are they doing? And um, you got these soldiers, they're preparing for a battle. Like, what is all this? I mean, side note, when the original Battlefront 2 game came out on PS2, and you got to play on... Is a level where you get to play in the spaceship. I geeked out <laughs> super hard. <laughs> I know that's right. But I've done played before. <laughs> I was like, hey, "We're in a satellite starship." Oh my god! <laughs> and, okay, but but you know, like just watching that for the first time, and then you know the big reveal in the next movie. Spoiler for those who have never seen the franchise back. I don't know why you've never seen it unless you are not born. <laughs> Spoilers. Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker is dead. And Princess, <laughs> Princess Leia is his sister. And they totally and they totally kissed each other too. Yeah. Not awkward. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know, watching those those moments, and you know, jokes aside, you know, watching all those moments as a as a kid, like it does something for you. I think like this I could say the same thing for Star Trek too. You know, watching uh-huh. it. But I think having that, you know, moment you're in, you're watching it on the big screen, and it's like, you know, you got space battles and you got the lightsaber fights, and it's like the, you know, the redemption at the end. Vader it comes back to the light side at the end, and the galaxy is saved, and you know, yeah, you know, we're cool. But like it, it, it's a, it's a nice adventure, and then, yeah. and then, and kind of you know, to wrap it up in a nice boat, like yeah, it's a nice adventure. But then, you know, when that original trilogy ended, and that's all we had, like, that opened the door for, like, what's next? What, is, what are Luke and the gang going to do next? And you had all this expanded universe stuff and everything that yeah. just went and gave us a whole bunch of, you know, wonderful characters. Luke got married, and Han and Leia had twins, and it's like, you know, the good side, you know, light side, dark side, back and forth. But I think I think at the end of the day, like it, it Star Wars appeals to like the emotions, like the happy emotions inside, you know, inside people. And then and, you know, as the story has developed, you know, like really, you know, evolved into now we've seen the full Clone Wars. We've um right. we saw how that went and then seeing, you know, Anakin's backstory and how that's fleshed out in the Clone Wars and he has an apprentice, or he had an apprentice, and and that story is super emotional, and it's like this, it grabs you in because it's like it it goes somewhere, right? But uh, but you know, what's your feel on that? When it comes to Star Wars, I just there's an overall. It was always far more aggressive than Star Trek. At least when it came to like the overall feel, it was very high power, high action, um, high energy. Uh, whenever 
when you're experiencing any part of the series. For me, it was always just like, this is going on. This is happening. This is a battle. This is being built. Um, these people are re- like are rebelling. Like it, it, it kind of like hypes you up to be a part of that war emotionally. And that was something that I always felt as to why I feel it's such an adventure, which is why I agree with you so much. But it's like, man, it's like these people are struggling or these people are just killing people left and right. This is amazing, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's so entertaining and so filled with so much that you just like, you're on the edge of your seat as soon as you sit down. And that's something that I've always really enjoyed. Like, I know that there are times when uh, it was a lot more lax when it comes to Star Trek sometimes. Sometimes it's very intense, but there were waves of emotion because you could flush that out in series. But when it came to Star Wars, it's like, listen, we got a couple of hours. We're going to go ahead and beat all the emotions out of you as soon as you sit down and call it a day until the next movie. Right, and uh, I thought it was really cool because it's always like you know, because like you know, you know, back in the day, you had the Fox fanfare, and it would get quiet. Mm-hmm. Then you would see the Lucasfilm, it's all quiet, and then you have a long time ago in the galaxy far, far away in blue, then black screen, then you wait, wait. Star Wars, and it's just like okay, the episode, and then the opening crawl would tell you, okay, where are we now? Yeah, and then it's like okay, this, is, this has happened here since the last time you were here with us. Like it's kind of like, hey, this is the last time you visited us. This has happened, and here we are, and welcome, back. Yeah. and welcome back. <laughs> But then, but now you have all these books and stuff that like fill in the gaps. Like the, after that movie happened, you've had this happen and this happen and this happen. And then, honestly, I feel like the books and the other media like it does hype it up and build it up more because it, it fills in more of the gaps. Like okay, especially in that period between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, you have nineteen years of Empire heavy rule where you know they're building the Death Star in secret and. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay, the rebellion hasn't formed yet. But it's like, how do they form? And like the TV show Rebels does a good job of showing how the rebellion came together. And, and like, and then there are books in between that, you know, that do talk about it. And I don't, you know, I'll just give a good nod to the Ahsoka novel. Like, I highly suggest reading the Ahsoka novel. Like, that's really good. And, and then on the, on the flip side, read the novel about Tarkin. His novel is really good. <laughs> Yeah. Like, um, like targeting uh, specifically him. He was one of my favorite villains in the first movie. He didn't have a lot to do in the movie, but every time he was on the screen, I was like, oh, it's Tarkin. What is he about to say or do? Uh, I was always captain. I've always really favored him more than anything. Just his overall design fascinated me. Exactly. I mean, uh, him. I had like discovered the different things about him. It's just got more and more gruesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Because like, ah. uh, like between him and General Grievance, oh my goodness. Agreed. Like so, like I like how like you know the Clone Wars like movie, like the animated movie. Well, first of all, this thing you know is you know that there was the two thousand three Clone Wars animated features about I think about two hours, like total runtime I think, or a little bit over two hours. That you that mm. it was you know by the creator of Samurai Jack and Papa Girls, they made that on Cartoon Network, and um, yeah. that was Clone Wars. So you got to watch that, and it it, it fit in really well with telling the story, like where General Grievous come from. Like he just showed up, and it was like super mysterious. But now that you know we had you know the you know the now like canon Clone Wars series, seeing how they fleshed out Grievous and that Tarkin, where Tarkin is like a younger general in that point. Or I think it was yeah. Captain. I think it was Captain. I think they see how he came up the ranks, and even like um, Admiral Yularen, how they now have said Admiral Yularen on the animated series is now this one random dude that you see on the Death Star in, in the meeting. Like when they they have that scene where uh, Tarkin comes in the in the, the room and says the Imperial Senate has now been dissolved by the Emperor. Admiral Yularen mm-hmm. is now sit, is sitting right there too, and I was like. You mean to tell me this guy moved up the ranks and he's up here and it's like, oh, okay, I like that. <laughs> it's same, same with talking, like, like, same with talking, but it's like, like it's about following people on their journey. Yeah, and like you're watching that evolution of that character, mm-hmm. just when they were in, where you see those building blocks and watching them kind of like become what you were introduced with previously and you fill in the gaps. You find the answers to the mysteries that were planted in your head. Uh, and I just think that that's amazing. And it seems as if that's like an overarching theme that when it comes to a lot of the ones that we've liked, that was a key point. And the reason as to why we like those three. I agree. I mean, like, like another character I'll point out, like the fan favorite character, like Captain Rex from Clone Wars, how like yes. he evolved through, um, you know, just the Clone Wars and then Rebels, and then then they went and said that there's a um this gentleman who is he played like a he played a random character like like a random character in uh, Return of the Jedi. He's like when they're yeah. uh, on Endor about to destroy the um. The satellite, I mean, I mean, like the yeah, like the um, base, um, so they can, they can lower the the shield to protect the second Death Star. There's this old, right, right. There's this older gentleman with, with white hair, and he's just like he's just he's on screen for like half a second, and th- and they went and said, yeah, that's Captain Rex right there. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so, so then I'm like, he lived that long, at least that long that we can know about. So it's like, okay. We're gonna tell you this person was here. They were here. They were here. So like, like I think if you want to say like a difference, like even though Star Trek does the same thing with a lot of like their characters, yeah. I think your fault. Fo- the difference is you're following them on their journey. So you like you, know, you had like for the most part, each Star Trek show had seven seasons, with the exception of uh, Enterprise that had four. Yeah, and the uh, original series I think had three seasons. But, yeah. But with Star Wars, it's like you have, like you said, you got your couple hours movie here, and then you got some books here, you got TV shows here. But 
I think Star Wars as a whole, though, revolves around A New Hope because it, you know, that was your that mm-hmm. was your starting point. Everything revolves around that. Yes. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. That's the birth of everything. The birth of just man, these Skywalkers and these solos out here wrecking the galaxy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like one birth of a baby at a time. I don't know, and and it's at a time. because <laughs> it's. it's I mean, like we knew, come out the gate. Okay, you got Darth Vader. Okay, that's Luke's. That's Luke's dad. It's Leia's dad. Okay, yeah. but then Leia talked about, well, she grew up with a different, with different uh, family. Okay, where did she live? It's just like you, you start peeling back the layers. It's like okay, okay, so so her last name was Organa. Okay, so then when you got the prequel movies, when they came out, you had uh, um, Senator Organa, and I was like. Okay, that's Senator Organa. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna wait and it's like, okay, he takes the baby. Okay, cool. Okay. He's gonna raise Leia. Okay, got it. So it's like okay, you're you're pulling in the pieces, like, okay. Yeah, exactly. So I, they were twins, like what happened? How did they get separated for so long to not even know who they were or what they looked like? Right. I mean like I would tell you, like, there are some people who are in the final season of the Clone Wars that are in Rebels. Like, we, we met them initially in Rebels, but now we've seen a younger version of them in Clone Wars. So it's like, uh-huh. okay, I, I, I like this. Like, they had a bigger role in the other show, but it's like, I, I know who you are. Cool. Yeah. So it's like, like especially taking people like, um, like, then there's an episode of Clone Wars where uh, Greedo, Greedo shows up for like one episode. It's like, we know who kills you, so you can't die now. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so with that, it's like, I like that about Star Wars. It's like, okay, we know where yeah. certain people have to be. Yes. But, um, like, there are certain building blocks that are already pre established with the movies. We are here to fill in the gaps. And I like that. Like, I'm watching The Mandalorian now. I know. Don't hate me. I'm I'm late. I know I I am. I I wanted to say something. Wait, how far are you into Mandalorian? uh, So I'm on, like, episode three or four. Okay, so it's only only eight total. Yeah, only eight. Yeah. I'm only halfway. I will say this to you, and I'm going to not say anything spoiler-related. When you're done with the season, well, question: Have you seen Star Wars Rebels at all? Yeah. You so you saw you saw all that, the, like the, yeah. the those four seasons. Okay, keep that in mind. Oh, I will. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. Especially yeah. when, especially when you get to the last episode. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. You got it. But I will keep that in mind as Cause, I keep going. Because I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm super going, late to the game. <laughs> I'm like, I just bought Disney Plus because I was ho humming about it. I'm like, should I get it? Should I not get it? But then with all the Star Wars that's on there, I'm like, okay, all right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we have a documentary on there now. Like, I haven't watched that yet, the documentary about Mandalorian, but I wouldn't watch that until you finish the season. Yeah, I, I no, I'm not going to just, I'm going wouldn't. to ingest anything else until I finish. Okay. And then once I finish, 
you know, it's, you know, pull no punches. I'm good for anything. I just got to finish it. And we're almost done. I'm okay. almost done. Well, took me a day or two. I, I will say, you know, that, you know, enjoy the ride with it. I mean, like, I, I watched, it, like, yeah, they, you know, they released, like, you know, one episode at a time. And I was like, okay. I was enjoying I it. it. But now that the whole season's done, like, you can, you can binge that, like, fast. And I know, but I'm trying to savor it because the costume, oh my gosh, the costumes are beautiful. Yes. The scenery, gorgeous. The writing is amazing. John Favreau is everywhere, apparently. He just does everything well. Okay. I didn't expect that from John Favreau, but we're here. I mean, um, we gotta probably thank him for the MCU. He gave us Iron Man 1. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like, okay, happy. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yes. And he just he just takes things and he turns it in the gold, apparently. Happy, but it's just, happy Hogan, it's everybody. Just so <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm excited. Well I'm excited for season two. I, I, oh, I, just, I already am, and I'm not even done with season one. I mean, because that, because now that you're watching it, I want to go back and watch it again. I probably will too. I mean, I'm not going. I, I feel like I've only seen like the only episodes I think I watched more than once are like the first and the last two. I watched those back to back. But yeah. I, I will tell you, when you watch the seventh episode, you're not going to mm-hmm. want to stop. That sounds about right. I believe it. I already don't want to stop, but I have to. <laughs> With some of these, I'm like, oh, no, I got to do this. I, I mean, I would say this, you know, with them releasing things like one episode at a time, it does, yeah. you know, I understand the whole notion of uh, we wanna, we're a binge culture now. We want to watch everything, you know, all in one go and but I think the downside of that is you binge an entire season of a show that people spent hours of their you know life working on in probably a day. Yes. And then you have to wait a couple of years or something like that. Like I believe, yeah. like I think before the world changed, we were supposed to get a season two of The Witcher sometime next year, but I haven't started that yet. But like yeah, like they, it's, it took them a long time to film season one. Like, like, I mean, to be to be fair, I binged like I think the last two seasons of Ultron: Legendary Defender in one day apiece. So I was like, I can't. Yeah, I'm not right? going to talk. But but it's like you know, but watching these episodes one episode at a time, it was like it you it was able to you're able to sit there and like just digest it. Like, yes, okay. What's happening here? Okay, I'm ready for next Friday. Yeah. Because, uh, like, the same for Clone Wars. Like, like, but, like, mm-hmm. uh, they released the last episode of Clone Wars on Star Wars Day this past Monday. Yeah. So, I was, like, already ready, like, come out Friday the 8th. Okay. And it was, like, Star Wars Day. Last episode comes out Monday. I'm like, you mean you tell me I only have to wait two days? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, so, so I, so I, at that night, after I, I finally had time to watch it, I was just like, okay. And then I got all in my emotions and was just like, the difference is I don't have to wait to know what comes next. Yeah. Because next already exists. 
Yeah. But the but all I was saying about that the Clone Wars, the final scene though, it's gonna make you cry. Hi. Like like if you wanna like you talk about having emotions <sighs> that this like one of my coworkers, he just texted me, he was like that final scene. I was like, okay. And I watched Aww. it and I texted and him. I, and I, and I just said, I said, that final scene, no words. And he's like, I know, like, like that did it for the, like, the entire series is summed up in, like, that one scene. <laughs> but you'll have to, I'm not going to tell you what happened. You'll just have to watch it and then you'll know what I mean. <laughs> I'm so excited. But, but I, I think, you know, you know, we can say, you know, before we wrap this up, you know, this was just like part one, you know, like this very warning. This is like our part one. Yeah. Um, you know, this was like our, our overview. But next yeah. time, I think we will go down and, you know, talk about Star Trek. Okay. So part, part two of this discussion is about Star Trek. We can, we're going to go some history, talking about some of the movies and shows and. Um, where that goes, and then the follow-up will be Star Wars on Part Three, and okay. um, we're gonna save the rest of that for you all after. We're not gonna give too much right now, but it's kind of give everyone you know where we're going. But what well, we have our Part Two, we will be discussing Star Trek. But before we wrap things up, um, is there anything else you want to share with the um, audience? Actually, I would like to reach out to them and be like, and wonder. What is their favorite? Do they enjoy Star Trek over Star Wars, or is it vice versa? And give reasons why. Yes, yes, yes. We would love to hear from you in the comments below, and um, you know, on, on here on, on YouTube and um, any other platforms like on social media, like uh, you know, reach out to us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and you know, Instagram, like this. You know, give us your give us your, your feedback. You know, we you know love to hear from you all, and uh, we can discuss it on the next one. That's me. Actually, would be cool. Look like a nice little right. I look forward to hearing their uh, reply and their reasons why. That'd be really interesting. Same here, and you know, and uh, those of y'all that give us comments, you know, we would love to read some on the air, and we can. Um, yeah, we can share your thoughts and um, share things within the Board Lines community. Yo. All right. But I uh, say thank you all for joining us, and thank you, Karen Akiba, for joining us this evening on Board Lines. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Chandler. You're welcome. And I will see you on the next one.